This week on 5 Minutes with Jim, we take a walk on the dark side of Route 66 and share a story that will have you looking at this iconic old highway in an all-new way. First, I want to give a shout-out to the boys of the road crew. Take a listen to our theme song, and then check out the music of the road crew at roadcrew66.com. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. Our story begins in 1952 near the Acoma Indian Reservation. The driver, being pursued by Officer Garcia, left Route 66, turned onto a dirt road, drove for a few miles, and violently braked his old truck. As Officer Garcia neared the vehicle, an assassin lying in ambush opened fire with a rifle. He fired nine shots into the police car, hitting Garcia several times. The sniper and the driver of the truck pulled the wounded officer from the car and beat him in the head and face with rifle butts before loading his body into the police car and driving to a spot near Sandstone Mesa. The following day they returned, filled the car with sagebrush and wood, and set it afire. Nash Garcia was the first member of the New Mexico State Police to be murdered in the line of duty. On Friday, April 11, 1952, State Police Officer Nash Garcia was parked on the shoulder of U.S. Route 66, about 20 miles east of Grants. A battered old pickup truck sped past him, recklessly passing cars. Abruptly, in a cloud of dust, the driver pulled on the shoulder before turning back onto the highway in front of oncoming traffic. He incredibly avoided causing an accident before speeding east past Officer Garcia and roaring on toward Grants. Garcia began immediate pursuit. As it wasn't unusual for an officer to be out of contact for a day or two, especially when patrolling the remote reservation country, Officer Garcia wasn't missed until Sunday morning when he failed to check in. When officers contacted his wife and learned that she had not heard from him since Friday, they launched an intense manhunt. Word about the missing officer circulated through Grants and into the surrounding countryside. A local cowboy contacted the police to say that on Friday he had seen Garcia in pursuit of a truck that he recognized as belonging to Willie and Gabriel Felipe. Additional witnesses came forward and made similar statements. On Sunday evening, state police officers Dick Lewis and Joe Fernandez contacted authorities on the Acoma Reservation and arrested Willie, who offered no resistance. In an interview with a reporter for the Albuquerque Journal, he made a full confession and incriminated his brother. I knew they'd get me. They always do, Willie said. The next morning, Willie led a seven-vehicle caravan of officers to Sandstone Mesa, where the burned police cruiser lay partially hidden in an arroyo. The following day, Albuquerque policeman Robert Alla arrested Gabriel on North 1st Street in Albuquerque. Like his brother, Gabriel offered no resistance when taken into custody. However, he maintained that he took no part in the killing and that he had tried to prevent the murder. In the fall of 1952, the brothers were tried, convicted, and sentenced to death. In the era of Route 66 Renaissance, where the old road is occasionally viewed as America's longest theme park, there's often a myopic view that centers on neon-lit nights, tail fins, and the ear of I-like-Ike buttons. 
It's easy to forget that this now quiet highway was once a transportation corridor traveled by tens of thousands of vehicles every day. It was an artery of commerce, legal and illicit. It was traveled by vagabonds and vagrants, vacationing families and serial killers, hitchhikers and truck drivers, movie stars and murderers, and escaped convicts and people just simply seeking a better life in the promised land that was sunny California. If you'd like to read more about the dark side of Route 66, grab a copy of my latest book, Murder and Mayhem on the Main Street of America, Tales from Bloody 66. And if you order it from our Facebook shop, I'll deface it with a signature. Now, to wrap up this program, I'd like to give a shout out to this week's sponsor, Cuba, Missouri, the gem of the Ozarks on Route 66. Check out the Route 66 Missouri page on our website at jimhinkleysamerica.com for a list of some of our favorite places to eat in Cuba. You owe it to yourself to do more than just make this an overnight stop. And, of course, Jim Hinckley's America programs are also made possible through the magic of crowdfunding on the Patreon platform at patreon.com slash jimhinckleysamerica. Well, that's about all the time we have today, folks. I hope that you can join us next week for another adventure on the back roads in Jim Hinckley's America. Adios, mi amigos. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.